The We Think Collective podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. We Think Collective is also supported by May May Jewelry in Atwater Village. For 15% off your order, enter promo code WTC podcast at maymayjewelry.com. That's M-A-E-M-A-E jewelry.com. Tim's got that perfect radio voice. Maybe we should ask him to rap our intro. But does Tim even rap? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> hey, Tim, you want to give it a try? Sit back and relax your mind. You're tuned in to a good time. Unwind. Maybe spark one up. Because these chicks are random as fuck. Conversations as real as their asses. So listen up, men. Pull out your glasses. No topics taboo. But they ain't rude. Given that real shit without the two. Two ladies tackle the challenge of our time. Exploring the gravity of the feminine mind. Oh, yeah, Tim. <laughs> Get him, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Think Collective podcast with your hosts, Heidi Bach and Rena May. Hello and welcome to the We Think Collective podcast. This is episode number three and I am Heidi here with Rena. Rena May. Rena May. <laughs> Yay! We were just discussing that for some reason I... I'm feeling like I want to be laid back and chill in my chair, but... And that's so not a true <laughs> statement, because if you guys rode in the car with her here, her feist level was like on tilt, like super tilt. So on tilt, wow. The, the, she's being laid back, so the super feist won't come through the microphone, so get ready. I think I'm it's going to be a really good episode. I'm like literally sitting on my hands right now <laughs> I know. to You're try to prevent myself. A little bit. I might be, shh, don't give away all my secrets. It's podcast for a reason. Okay. I can't, I can't let them see me sweat, man. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, it's actually a beautiful day today. Wind is blowing. We're feeling good. We told you guys last time, well, Rena <laughs> put us on the spot and said we were going to talk about crying this time. So are we ready for that? Are- uh, you guys, <laughs> you know what's crazy? Okay. So we talked, to, we, we last podcasted two weeks. Um, we are not live, obviously. But I, I, I ended with, you know, there is crying and it just so happens that the last two weeks of my life, I've probably done the most crying I've ever done in my whole life. And I cannot not guarantee you that I'm not going to cry <laughs> here. I'm almost about to cry thinking about crying. Oh, shit. But I've had major, major things happen to me in the last two weeks of my life. And they've been really, really transforming for me on the inside And I realized that going through this and being in business with Heidi to be able to come into a safe space every morning, and some mornings, you guys, my eyes had so many bags, it hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, but I could come in there and I look like shit. I didn't have to put on a ton of makeup or, you know, we use all that cover up, you know, if you go to work, I just came in and I was all like, dude, Heidi, this is what's going on. She let me cry a little bit. She let me talk it out. And then I was fine. Like, you know, but I had a safe space to do it in. And I'm super thankful. So from my heart to yours, thank you Aww. for holding that space. Um, so we broke through a new a new level. And obviously, I'm here. And I'm super excited because I really feel like these last two weeks of crying helped me break through to a new level of business, mind, body, and spirit that I, I am now endeavoring in. So I'm super excited. 
So I wonder if maybe you putting us on the spot like that was intuitively knowing that you were about to have like wonderworks, like, <laughs> I don't know, waterfalls coming out of your face. Um, just kind of interesting because you really aren't a crier. No, that often. I'm, not. I'm usually the crier. Yeah. Just so you guys know, between the two of us, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty consistent crier. I'm going to do at least probably every couple weeks. I'm going to have a little, you know, little, little exit of, of tears and then I'll probably move on, but it, it's pretty consistent. You don't do it very often. No, I don't. I'm a private crier. I'm more like a not in control crier. So I cr- I'm a closet cry a closet crier. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a closeted crier. A closet crier. Oh we my just gosh, a I'm totally a closeted crier. And because for me, you imagine I have a staff and I got to come in and be Shira every day and yeah. strong. And sometimes I'm not strong. And that vulnerability has been really, really cathartic for me. So I love that you you know, mention that you've, you're grateful for the freedom that you have to be able to cry like you do with me sometimes, rarely, or that you could do so with your staff, which is all female. But for most of us, we aren't working in that environment where we're surrounded by all females. So even though we relate or I relate, I've definitely had those days, I haven't always felt safe to be able to do that. And I don't think majority of women are working in environments where they feel safe to be able to do it either. And it kind of brings up that age old question. Is it okay to cry at work? I just had such a heavy, heavy exhale because as you're even saying it, my heart already feels like so depleted. And so that was the world I lived in. You know, I I worked in corporate America, I worked for the big banks. And, and I did those kind of things. And every day, I wasn't awesome every day, but I had to pretend like I was awesome every day. And in my unawesome moments, you have that for years and years and years. I was in that world for 10 years. and, And finally, I broke. Yeah, I was like, I can't even be me every day. (laughs) dude that sucks to not be able to be you every day to not like for you to be especially these are just feminine qualities for you not to be able to feel feminine at work because now I have to wear heels to to play the game or to fit in and wear these stuffy jackets that I don't even I don't even I I'm not a jacket wearer don't hate on my heels though no, but that's your thing. That's not my thing. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I left the world. And that's why, you know, I do. I have an all-female staff. Mm-hmm. I, I love men, but I do have an all-female staff because that sacred space is one of the greatest intangible gifts I can give my women that work at the Maymay space. Right. And for Maymay jewelry, obviously, it's important because that's a a business that's kind of built on the expression of your emotions. It's funny because... We were talking this last week about how you and I met and all this stuff, and we kind of remembered a story that we had forgotten about how we got reconnected. Oh, Hyde, you got to tell them that. It's a good one. It is a good one. Um, So Rena and I met like probably eight, 10 years ago through a mutual friend, Joanna. She's awesome. And she just knew that we would like each other, and we totally did, but we were both in complete, like, different worlds. Like, you know how you have a whole other lifetime sometimes in your past? We were in different lifetimes. And one day, like, I don't know, maybe five years ago, so we had met then, we'd see each other, whatever. Five years ago, four years ago, I had just moved to this neighborhood I live in now, which is 
our fave Atwater Village in Los Atwater. Angeles. Shout out Atwater. No. And I had just moved <laughs> back to Atwater after getting divorced. Ah, okay. Yes. So I'm shopping in this like little neighborhood boutique and I see this this little necklace and it had a little bumblebee on it, which I love. And it said, be you. And the the writing under the necklace was talking about, you know, just being you, being yourself is the best gift you can give and, you know, be in environments where you can do that and never apologize for being who you are or something like that. I, I'm probably messing up your cute quote that you had. But the point is, I get this great little necklace. I love it. I buy something for my sister too. <clears throat> maybe, I think maybe one week later, I randomly bump into you. Yep. Like at Bon Vivant or yeah. something in the neighborhood. And I'm, I don't, you're telling me that you've started this jewelry company and I'm like, oh, wow, that's so cute. I make jewelry, blah, blah, blah. And she shows me something that that's from her line. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you have these little cards with little, little sayings on them and stuff? And she's like, yeah. I was like, is it Mimi? Is that your line? And you were like, yeah. I'm like, no way. I just bought this necklace from you last week. And the funny thing is that the necklace I bought was about being yourself. And now here we are five years later, we've created a business together that's totally around freeing us up to be exactly who we are so we can give our best to people. And part of that is helping them learn to be who they are so that they can give their best to everybody else. It was just one of those weird things. I was like five years ago and we've been hanging out a lot ever since. And yeah, the universe loves us because it keeps giving us exactly what we ask for. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. So now we can cry together I if know. we want and feel safe. And for those <laughs> of you who can't, we're sorry. But can you cry in business? Hmm. Can you cry at oh, work? Okay. So can we talk about crying first as a thing? So for the men out there, can I explain what crying is? Because there are a lot of levels of crying. There's different crying. And I'm going to make reference to having a baby, right? Oh, shit. As I'm going there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So as right. parents, you start to learn if your baby's crying because they're hungry, it's a certain cry. If they're right. wet, it's a certain cry. If right. they're in pain, it's a different cry. Tired. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and as a parent, you pick up on that and it's great. And you're like, oh, okay. Fed. Back to sleep. With a woman, it's a lot the same too. We have very many different cries. Mm-hmm. And if you can understand what kind of cry we're giving you, can you best resolve the situation in one fell swoop? Isn't that what we're all trying to do here, fellas? <laughs> right? So basically, you're going to give them the keys to understanding the various different kinds of cries that their woman might give them. Wow, that's a tall order, but yes, I'm going to drink that. Yes. <clears throat> All right, gentlemen, tune in, tune in. Okay, so the first cry is the cry that I'm PMSing cry, okay? Okay. And what that cry looks like, it's very angry and it's probably pointed towards you, <laughs> Okay. Because this is the one that hurts the most. It stabs you in the eye when you're just sitting on the couch and then all of a sudden she is holding up the trash that you did not throw away. You never help me. You don't love me. Ever. Why didn't you take out the trash? (laughs) Okay. That is the angry PMS cry. Now, how do you diffuse that, guys? That, that that's probably what you're asking because you're like, if I just sit there and do nothing, she's going to hate me. If I do something, she's going to say that I'm just, you know, still lazy and we're going to fight all night no matter what I do. So what do I need to do? 
And my thing for you is you need to let her talk. But let it go in one ear and out the other. I know that's hard. But I think another thing that you need to do is genuinely hug her and say exactly the opposite of what you're thinking in your brain. Oh, really? Wait. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. The opposite of what he's thinking in his brain. And it's not that you're saying the opposite, but that's the real intention behind it, right? The the real intention behind all of this is, gosh, you want to get along as much as she wants to get along with you. Does that make sense? So that's the highest intention because at the end of every fight that I ever have had with a man, we both look at each other and say, but I love you and I just want to love you. And we just want to love each other if we chunk it up to the very highest intention of what it is. So with a man, a lot of times his first trigger is something of anger because he's already been in this situation before and he may find it annoying. And he doesn't appreciate getting yelled at for something because he's a grown man. And like, why are you, get over it. Is it your period? What's going on? Exactly. Oh, that's the thing you want them to say the opposite of. Yes, because how many times does that work with you? It never works. Ever. It just makes you so much more angry. It, it makes like, you guys, so much more angry. It's kind of like the B word, bitch word. Like we can call each other bitches, but you can't call us Boom. that. It's kind of the same thing as the period thing. Like I do think though that it sh- guys should be allowed to know if we're on our period or we're PMSing right now. Like it's not fair for them to not know. Like, I think, honestly, I I might get in trouble for this, but I do think as women, we need to take some responsibility. Okay, we didn't choose it. It's our chemicals. It's happening. It's not my fault. I didn't do anything wrong that made me be crazy today. Okay, so I'm not saying apologize for being the way you are. Yes, but I'm saying that let's take responsibility for at least communicating to him, being aware of our own bodies, number one, so we can be honest with ourselves. Mm -hmm. That is always the most critical first step. But number two, taking responsibility to communicate with him if that's the state of mind that we're in. Like, we need, I don't know, like... So I made a special bracelet two years ago called I Embrace PMS. Uh And every time I wore it, my boyfriend knew that I was on my period. Oh, that's a good Or idea. that I was PMSing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this will <laughs> like, save our relationship. It's kind of like the red tent. Yes, it's just a red bracelet. totally. <laughs> it's a beautiful bracelet. Nobody else knows, but you and you and him he know. Knows. Right? Mm. And I was like, this is so smart. You know what? I probably never marketed it, right? Because that should have been my best-selling bracelet yeah, of all time. let's go times. back to that. Let's go. Look. Well, guys, buy the Embrace PMS bracelet for your girl. No, don't do that. <laughs> She needs to buy it for herself. Women buy it. Ladies, buy it for yourselves and your sisters. So that is the one cry that is the most hurtful cry that you guys may think that, and this is another mind fuck, I'm really sorry. When people say they're PMSing, it doesn't mean they're on their period, okay? No, no, we're not bleeding yet. We're not bleeding yet. PMS is another sign. Like We're bleeding on the inside. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're emotionally bleeding, okay? Just give me a hug and a back massage. Yeah. And some ice cream. A lot. A lot <laughs> ice of ice cream. cream. Yeah. And it, it, can it be like designed? Okay, so so okay. we've got like our, yeah, we love the Wanderlust ice cream. So does it have the, um, so we've got the PMS angry cry. Yes. All right. Um, I think we've addressed that as much as we possibly can. Ladies, yeah. take responsibility. Go get a bracelet. Find some secret signal to <laughs> let your guys know if you're on that mode. Guys, if 
She's on that mode. Hopefully she warned you. If not, and it seems like irrational angriness, give us the benefit of the doubt. Assume it's irrationally angry. Don't say that though. (laughs) And just give us a hug. We'll get over it in a little bit. Hugs. What's the other kinds of cries? Okay, so there's a pressure a pressure cry from the entire day. Mm-hmm. And that's just that exhale cry mm-hmm. a little bit where your day was tough on you a li- and you need just that moment to... And these are big tears. The way you know it is they're big tears because they're not tears that are constantly coming down. They're like one big wealthy tear in the eye and it's in the corner. And when someone tears in that big tear... What you have to look for is the empathy in that cry because that took a long time to well up. So maybe it was the minute she started her day and and her child threw up everywhere. The next day she get onto work and her boss gave her something. Then the next day, you know what I mean. So that big wealthy cry, that's another cry, and that cry really just needs compassion. So it's just an exhale. All you need to do is just let us get it out. You, we don't need you to solve anything. It's already done. It's behind us. We know that. We just need to release it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. What's the other kinds? So another kind of cry is where you are actually sad and something has really happened. That could be like someone in the hospital, someone's sick, uh, something, something in that nature. And I think that cry, that's a tough cry because watching her cry like that Knowing it's not you, first of all, you're excited that it's not you. But second of all, you can't you, fix it. You can't. Fi- you're totally right. And this cry is not going to just pass and then be gone. If it's something like that for a woman, something ongoing that she's dealing with, a family situation, like I've got a situation like that right now. I, any day I might get triggered, I might cry about it. Um, that's like more of an ongoing in and out kind of cry situation. As long as that situation lingers for us, there's a chance that, that we could be triggered to cry around it. Um, we don't expect you to solve it, solve it for us, but I think we do. This is where you actually can bring your unique manly greatness to the table because there's something that a man, and, and I don't mean to take away from from women, from your female partners, but that your loving romantic partner can bring for you in that masculine energy that just gives you space to cry in a way that almost nobody else can give it to you when you're sad. As long as they can not judge you for it or try to solve it, but they can just let you cry and hug you and let you know that they're there for you while you're going through that, that's kind of the best medicine for it, I think. Making them feel safe. That if you can provide a safe space when they're in those moments, that's a big that's a big win for a couple. Okay, and then we have like um, the defeated, discouraged cry. This one's very common for entrepreneurial women. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think entrepreneurial men probably deal with this as much. Maybe they want to, um, but for women in business, women in Actually, really, it doesn't. You don't even have to be in business. So many women are boss ladies in so many different ways in their life. There's a defeated cry. We're just fucking tired. So We're doing tired. so much. So tired. Oh my god, I'm so tired. Sometimes I think it's like um, we just feel like we have to be everything. Um, we have to be these wonder women sometimes. Uh, you know, frankly, advertising talks about that a lot. And in fact, maybe why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about crying at work. 
Tita Meme, what did you want me to do again? Lily, my dream is to have a jingle saying for Meme Jewelry. Can you do it for me, please? Okay. If you're looking for love, then look no more. Meme Jewelry's got a lot in store. Your feelings are welcome, happy or sad. Come as you are, your heart will be glad. Meme, Meme, come to Meme, Meme. The jewelry that loves you back. The jewelry that loves you back. Oh my God, Lily, that was perfect. Visit MayMayJewelry.com to find jewelry that loves you back. Enter code WTC podcast for 15% off. That's MayMayJewelry.com or click the link in our show notes. Hi, it's Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network and producer of the We Think Collective podcast. You know, in just about every episode, Heidi and Rena are either quoting from or discussing one of the latest books they've read or have been inspired by. Perhaps you'd like to read or better yet, listen to these books for yourself. Well, we want to give you a free audiobook download just for listening to the We Think Collective podcast. Simply click the link in the show notes to audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. Sign up for a free 30-day membership trial and download any audiobook you want. If you decide to cancel your membership for any reason at any time, you keep the audiobook. Support the We Think Collective podcast by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. That's audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Why don't you leave her alone, Jimmy? Oh, you zip it, Doris. Oh, my God. Every time I hear this clip, I swear, I keep cracking up. So, Heidi, I have a question for you. Hey, we're back from break, by the way, but I got to get into this. If you were Doris, how would you respond to Jimmy? <gasps> oh, my God. It depends on the day. Am I, am I PMSing on the day that this happens? <laughs> today. Whoever Heidi is today. If he says, oh, zip it, Doris. Yes. You know what? Heidi today, I, it hasn't happened recently. Ooh. No, I'm Jimmy mm. at you right now. Zip it, Doris. Wow. Honestly, if I'm being really, really honest. Yeah. I would probably zip it. Whoa. I've been so trained and socialized for so long of how I'm supposed to behave that if he was my coach and he said, zip it, Doris, I would probably zip it. And honestly, I'd probably start crying. Ah. But there's no crying in baseball. I know I'd make the whole thing worse because I'd just start crying. And oh that's my because gosh. you know why we didn't even talk about other kinds of cries that happen. Like sometimes girls cry when we're like we're frustrated and we're upset and we don't know how else to do it, so we just cry. And other times we cry because there's just a song that was really sweet. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I want someone to love me. Like, oh, oh, that's how my yeah. Okay, so in this movie, A League of Their Own, if you haven't seen it, first of all, you need to watch yeah, it. Yeah, must epic, watch. With Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And so Tom Hanks and is the coach of this woman's baseball team. Mm-hmm. And baseball is their job. Wouldn't you agree? That's their workplace, and that's what they do. They yes. play baseball professionally, Absolutely. they get paid, and this is what they do. The, the dynamic between them is this girl is obviously crying. Tom Hanks does not like women crying. Yeah, the implication is that baseball is a man's world. They're there filling in while the men are gone. And there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in the man's world. 
Oh, there's no crying in business either, is there? Uh, also a man's world. How do you feel about that? Not good. <laughs> I mean, you've had the advantage of starting your own business and being in a woman-only world for, I mean, that's uh, an overstatement. There's men in the in the world that you that you work in, but in your business, it's all women. And you've been able to be yourself. I am pretty fresh out of the corporate world. It's only been not even a year for me that I've been out of that environment. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, um, there is no crying in corporate America. It is definitely not socially acceptable right now in the corporate world for women to be women. So help me understand what would that look like? So if there was a moment you wanted to cry in corporate America, but you felt you couldn't, what does that look like? What, what did that feel like? Girl, I am the worst at it. I cry anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not in it anymore. That's okay. Hello. You're too emotional. Maybe you should go on birth control so you can get support for your emotions. Like all kinds of crazy shit, girl. I'm telling you straight up. And you know, what's crazy. Here's the thing about it. This is, this is part of why I care so deeply about the work that we're doing now and the women like us who are out talking about reframing our ideas of success in, our, in business and our, our society's ideas of what it looks like to be successful in business. It needs to be reframed. I'm sorry, guys. Love ya. But it isn't a man's world in business anymore. It's not. It has changed. We are there. We are here. We are with you. We're not trying to take over. We're not trying to dethrone you. But the rules need to change. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I like got to a point where I was just over apologizing for it. It's This is me. And I would love someday to work in a corporate environment or in a business environment. I actually never want to work in corporate, so take that back. But I would love to work in an environment like I do now in a great big one that's a multi-million dollar environment where my emotional in-tuneness is considered a huge asset. Yes. Because like it is with you and I, we understand that. Like when you have your emotional time going on in the last two weeks, you don't just think, oh, I'm crying. Oh, that sucks. Like you go in and think about why am I having this emotional response right now? What's coming up for me? What does this mean? What is my body and my mind trying to tell me with this emotional outpouring? Or what is it trying to release? Sometimes we do that even just over physical manifestations in our body where we're like, wow, my hand feels really tight. Have I been holding on to things too tightly in my life? What's the metaphor for that? What was the thing that we talked about this week where... Uh, where we talked about that. So Heidi and I have a new favorite hobby, and it's called golf. Uh, yes, welcome to golf, guys. Uh, so, so embarrassing. So we, okay, that means we went to the driving range twice. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Keep it real here. So we went to the driving range twice, and our coach, Coach John, who's coach just our John. friend, but he's amazing. Coach he, John taught us how to hold the club and we were holding the club and you know you feel like you want to whack the ball and all these things but Heidi has been talking about her hand hurting and she thinks it's because of golf and one thing that coach John says is he goes you need to hold the the golf club with your hands like in it's an extension of you and you don't need any pressure or force and it, golf is like at one with the swing and so you know as our 
Yoda, we are like, okay, and now we're pressing our fingers all week because they're bruised, they're battered because we're holding on too tight in a game where it just wants us to be who we are. I know that's so deep. She is like struck by the zen of golf right now, no doubt. But the, the funny, the point I'm making is that I think there's a strength that women have in being able to look at our emotions when we're self-conscious, self-aware beings, and to see that they're indicators for us. And they can be indicators for an organization as well, you know, to see when something's out of alignment, when something's not right, when your your people don't feel good, something's wrong in your company. You should fix that, not tell them to stop crying. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yes. We're human beings. Yes, we're human beings at work and we're human beings. This is why you need women in leadership. Yeah. There's definitely that quality when you can feel that. And, and you guys, we're not talking about like this overcrying where we're trying to cry every day in, in the workplace at all. But I look at it and in when I worked in corporate America, a man would go back to his room and he'd feel angry. And he you could see it. You could see rage in his face and all this stuff. Yeah, right. And, and that's how he expresses it, where women may go to her office and she may cry. And all of a sudden there's office chatter. Oh, you know, Jane nose. was crying the other day because she talked to Michael. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? She's really not executive material. Yeah. Like, because I cried. She's so emotional. Yeah, she can't handle the stress. No, maybe that's how she handles it. She takes it all in, right? And she sucks it out because she's smart and she knows she's not going to hold it in her body to breed cancer, but that's a whole separate podcast. (laughs) But she releases it in her tears, so you should thank her for crying. Yeah, but I think we need to... We need to address like this from a fair standpoint, right? We're, there's no crying in baseball has always been the rule. So who are we to come in and say, you got to change the rule and now there should be crying and hey, maybe you guys should cry too. Like it's healthier for you. It's healthier than going out and smoking a cigarette and it damn sure is going to have a less negative effect on your team than you cussing them out and yelling and screaming and throwing things around your office. Granted, that's exaggerated, but still, I think... We should also have a space of compassion for men and why maybe crying makes them so uncomfortable. Yeah. Why Why do guys think it doesn't belong in the workplace? Yeah. Like what? Because we understand it's learned behavior also. We do. Uh, and if you've never seen something growing up or you don't really understand, then how are you going to change your perception of it? Most guys' first filters of crying w- were two things. Number one, it was probably from their first girlfriend of of heartbreak and that's one of the first filters and the second filter was probably watching her mom his mom cry growing Mm. up at some point so when he associates crying he probably associates it with those those kind of empowered moments yeah yeah totally and that's from like a historical perspective but we all know that our history affects a lot of our emotions and our Mm. a lot of our first projections yeah and also i think Like, I mean, my dad, when I was growing up, if I cried and I love you, dad, (laughs) um, I didn't, I didn't think it was weird or bad that he was this way. But if I cried about something, my dad would make a joke and be like, oh, well, I should chop off one of your toes and hang you upside down. That'll give you something to really cry about. And he'd make a joke and try to diffuse it, but, or say, quit your whining, you know, like just crying was not really okay, you know, and I'm a girl, so I can only imagine how different it was for boys as they were being brought up and what they were told about crying. You know what I mean? And look how I turned out and I still cry this much. (laughs) 
good thing you did that, Dad. I don't know how much I would cry if he hadn't done at least that much. But yeah, you know, they're socialized differently. So one, you're saying they the times they've seen it, it was in moments where it's very disempowering. And two, they were trained to not do it. And so here we go into a workplace that traditionally was designed by men for men and used to have mostly men working and running in it. And women were just kind of there to fill in the tasks. Now we're actually at the helm. We're, we're co-leading sometimes or, or we're working side by side by men wanting to be brought up into positions of leadership and being considered unworthy because we <laughs> express our emotions in a different way. It's actually kind of fucking absurd. <laughs> yeah. I think what needs to happen here, and, and that's why, honestly, a big part of why we started this podcast is the dialogue. We want to open a dialogue to ask these questions because now that it, obviously we're bringing up crying and now you may see someone cry at work tomorrow because we brought it about and hopefully you look at her with different eyes or him with different eyes if you do see them crying and you, I don't know, have have a different level of compassion and maybe that's the way they let their themselves. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear from a- any of our male listeners, if any of you have listened on this long, if you haven't all abandoned us by now. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to know, you know, like, is there anything you guys could, that we could do to help you learn how to do better at dealing with our emotions in the workplace? Um, you know, uh, learning how to deal with your emotions around my emotions might be something that you could work on, but what could we do to help with that? And I think I'm curious just to know basic things, like how often do guys cry? Like, do they cry like once a year or like, should we, let's ask our producer, Tim. Tim, will you chime in right now? Chime in. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, (laughs) You know, in preparation for this podcast, I was looking at your notes Mm -hmm. and, and, I'm a pretty emotional guy. So when I was younger in my twenties and maybe thirties, I had, it was easier for me to cry and it would mostly be baseball movies. <laughs> <laughs> There's no crying in baseball, yeah, Tim. You know, or, or field of dreams, you know, the movie where he finally has the a catch with his dad at the end. Yeah. It's, it's really, really strong to someone like me, but, but I've noticed, uh, for me, I, I, I become less emotional as I I've gotten older. I don't know why that is. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just because I've I've gotten a little harder, seen a few things that, I don't know, life experiences might have toughened. But I noticed that I do not cry as much as I used to. But it would mostly be something sentimental that would make me cry. Okay, not so, pain, not situations at work. So how often are we talking here? Now? Yeah. Um, this is interesting. I had... I He's had, on the spot. I, yeah, it's okay, <laughs> because I, I this was something that I really took notice about myself. Uh, just a couple of months ago, uh, I don't see my father anymore. Mm. And there was, and he's from Echo Park. He grew up in Echo Park. And I was mm. driving through Echo Park. And while I was driving through Echo Park, uh, there's a song that came on the radio that he used to love singing. Uh, and oh. it was it was uh, the tokens, the lion sleeps tonight. You, you know the we yeah. up oh and 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 for some reason I was just filled with all of this emotion. Oh. And that was the last time that I had. I wasn't weeping, but there were enough tears I had to wipe them away. Yeah. <laughs> but Aww. but that was probably the first time in a very, very long time, maybe even a couple of years wow. uh, since I've, I've shed tears. I wish Gosh. I had the ability to, to let that go a little bit more. I did when I was younger, but not so much now. My wow. age. I don't know why that I, is. I mean, maybe you're harder or maybe you're just living a life where you're more aligned. And so you're not having the emotional outpouring as often. I don't know. I'll bet on that one. I like that one. Let's go with that one. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds better, but dang, that's crazy. Only once every couple of years. I, I, wow. How different would our lives be? 
I don't necessarily think that's a very healthy thing, though. I, I really believe that it's okay for, for a man. The reason we cry is to release that emotion, that stress, that anxiety, or, yeah. or even for joy. I notice my wife, the only time I really see her cry is when something sweet is She's happening. Really happy. Yeah, like we Aww. took our children to Disney World uh, a few weeks ago. And, and you know, my boys are in their late teens, but, but we took them there a lot when they were little. Uh-huh. So there were all these great memories of them when they were little, and now they're, we're on the cusp of being empty nesters. And so there was there were those emotions that we're dealing with, and I saw her shed a few tears, and it She's was sweet. She's crying out of joy for all the freedom she's about to have. <laughs> no, oh, no, no. Just kidding. No. I'm kidding. No, no, she definitely is not. <laughs> I definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I love that men and women are different in that way. I love that men, um, you know, hold it together sometimes a little better. Um, but I definitely love that I'm able to release. And I, I hope that men would know that that we as women could give the message to them that it's okay for them to do that too, if they ever want or need to. Like, I won't think of you as any less of a man if you cry. And I hope you'll not think of me as any less of a man if I cry. (laughs) (laughs) Open it up. Ask your audience to have some men send in some, what what is it that makes men cry? Yeah. Uh, Let's ask you guys. See if we can get some response from the audience. Okay. Send your response to grow at wethinkcollective.com. That's grow, just like G-R-O-W, at wethinkcollective.com. Okay, well, I think we've thoroughly covered crying here. But like we said, if we missed anything, please reach out. And you can follow us on Instagram at wethinkcollective or online, wethinkcollective.com. And we'll see you here on the next episode. Bye.